Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, America's most awarded golf facility. Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. Welcome into another edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Hi, I'm Frank LaRosa. Scott Marsh is. Uh, is on assignment uh, today, so uh, we're kind of running this solo, but uh, we have a good show on tap for you. I was able to get uh, out of town and, and uh, spend some time in the desert at uh, Palm Springs and the uh, neighboring cities, and so we're going to bring you some information about playing golf in the desert. Our guests today are Joe Williams. He's the PGA Director of Golf at Indian Wells Golf Resort. Had a chance to play the celebrity course there, and I tell you, it was just spectacular you know when you see these uh green swaths of emerald fairways uh, in the middle of the desert landscape it really is quite striking and uh with the water features and so on and so forth it uh, is there there's a lot of eye candy there to kind of keep you involved in the game and we really really had a great time and i appreciate uh, uh joe's hospitality laura hunt little is the media manager for visit greater palm springs and when you talk about the greater Palm Springs area, there's nine cities involved. So uh, she can uh, give us all the information we need about uh, where to play, where to go, where to stay, uh, things to do. Uh, If you have uh, friends that don't play golf, uh, lots of attractions down there. We will wrap up today with Len Dumas, PGA, the uh, COO and executive director of the Northern California PGA. And he's got lots of news about uh, things that are, that are happening right now and about to happen and len is uh, is a friend of the show and he's always welcome here on the golf to go radio hour so all of that is coming up shortly uh right after a couple of these messages so stay tuned and we'll be back with more right after this it's the golf to go hour with frank larosa on sacktown sports golf to go radio hour continues right here on sacktown sports 1140 hi everyone i'm frank larosa as i mentioned uh, we're talking about uh Palm Springs and the greater Palm Springs area uh, on on this particular show because because uh, I got a chance to go away and play some golf and and have a good time and uh, and and much of it uh, I have to say is due to uh, to the woman we're about to introduce because I I kind of sent her an email and she said well what do you need and and uh, kind of helped me out with a lot of things Laura Hunt Little as the media relations manager for Visit Greater Palm Springs and Laura welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Frank. It's great to be here. You know, uh, I've I've been to Palm Springs before, and uh, in in many ways, it it seems like well, it's pretty easy. You get on and play golf, and you know, you eat at a couple of restaurants. But when you, when you think about what the Greater Palm Springs area has to offer, there are so many choices. You know, we all of a sudden we couldn't fit in everything we wanted to do. So. Um, First of all, let's talk a little bit about you. How how long have you been there, and uh, how have you settled into to the Palm Springs area, and and what do you love about it? Oh, I've been here since two thousand one, with the intention of not being here for very long, and I fell in love with it right away. Uh, it didn't take much to convince me to stay. Um, I love the weather. I grew up in a cold climate in Philadelphia, and if I never have to shovel snow again, <laughs> that'll be fantastic. So I I love the weather. We get so much great weather most of the year. It's a little hot in the summer, but that's okay. Uh, It's really worth it to have the beautiful winters that we have and the gorgeous environment. The mountains are so stunning. I just just love all of the environment here. 
Yeah, I that's one of the things that that you know when when you as you drive around and and you see those mountains with the with the snow on top and and you you look to the right and you see a golf course and you look to the left and see another golf course it's it's <laughs> like uh, how how can I do all this and and uh, again you were you were so helpful in in uh, in in helping me plan all that tell me how many golf courses are in well first of all tell me what the greater palm springs area is and and how many cities that entails and then let's talk about how many golf courses are there sure greater palm springs consists of nine cities um, from Palm Springs uh, to the north, you've got Desert Hot Springs. And then going toward the east, you have Cathedral City, Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert, uh, Indio, La Quinta, uh, Coachella, and I missed one more. Oh, Indian Wells. I can't forget Indian Wells. Uh, so you've got nine cities, and many of them have amazing golf courses in them. Um, and even like think you played Indian Wells and Indian Wells has a public course. Can you believe the course that you played is a public course? We have some of the most beautiful courses, I think, in the world here. And it, it has to do with our climate. It has to do with the environment here. And it's, it's just a beautiful place to get outside and play. How many courses in the, in the greater area? I I'm going to say that there's more than a hundred. I've heard that number is high, higher than that before, but I don't have an exact count, but we have more than a hundred golf courses. Yeah. And many of them certainly are, many of them certainly are award-winning. They're, they're all beautiful to, to look at. Uh, Most seem to have water features to, uh, even if it, it's a little warm outside, it'll make you feel a little cooler, but uh, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot of it, they're they're challenging golf courses, but there certainly is a, a lot of eye candy to look around at. There is, and you know, from a, a, a responsible water perspective, we are in a desert. Um, they the golf courses here do a great job of also maintaining those beautiful greens and protecting the, our the water that's around here. A lot of reclaimed water, um, and they do a really great job of having of those beautiful, you know, that those eye candy courses without being wasteful. So if, if someone is, is uh, thinking, gee, that must be fun. I think I, I want to go to Palm Springs. How would you suggest they kind of think about uh, what golf courses they want to play or where they want to stay? Mm, that's a great question. Well, first, you've got to start with the fact that a lot of the golf courses that are here are belong to country clubs. So if you've got a friend at a country club mm-hmm. who you want to play golf with, get yourself set up um, with a tee time through the through the club. Um, but there are many hotel courses and many public courses that are absolutely stunning as well. So a lot of it, you'll maybe want to research the course that you want to play um, and then select your resort based on that. Um so like if you stay out at La Quinta, there's the courses that are out at PGA West that are available. Not all of them, but some of them are, are accessible if you stay out there. Um, some place like a Weston Mission Hills, where I understand you played as well, um, have a course that's right there on property. Um, Indian Wells has 36 holes uh, and we can play the players or the celebrity course and stay at one of those beautiful properties there. Desert uh, Willow, as well as uh, you know, is is almost a world renowned uh, public. It's facility. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a wonderful place, and that's a public course, and and it's actually really centrally located. You can kind of stay anywhere, um, and just have an easy drive right over to Desert Willow and, and enjoy a round of golf there as well. Yeah, there certainly is no uh, shortage of places to stay. Some some fabulous 
hotel chains and and certainly some uh, more boutique places as well. We've got a wide variety. We've got the larger, your larger hotel chains, your uh, JW Marriott's, Westin, um, La Quinta is a Hilton property. Um, we've also got in the city of Palm Springs, and this is something that's interesting. Um, there's a lot of modern architecture in the city of Palm Springs, and there are many small boutique hotels. They've got very few rooms, like maybe as few as a dozen, a couple of dozen rooms, but they're built in these beautiful mid-century modern kinds of buildings. So you kind of have a, des a design experience um, while you're also enjoying golf. The area certainly is is well known for golf, but uh, for people that don't play golf, there is there's a lot to do and a, and a lot of choices. We, we went to the Air Museum and I, I was just completely blown away as a, as an air force brat. And, you know, someone that uh, spent a lot of time around airplanes uh, to be able to walk through that and relive some of the memories of, of my father and, and, you know, and actually sit in some of the planes that he flew. Uh, even if you don't have that kind of connection, the, the air museum is fascinating and, and uh, so much to see. It is. They do a wonderful job at that air museum. It's very engaging. They present the the planes in a way that it's understandable. Um, there's uh, they separate out the different parts of the the of the World War II aircraft to the Pacific Theater versus um, other things that are going on, you know, with with other parts of the uh, with the with the war there. Um, and there are even aircraft uh, there that are having nothing to do with our military engagement like disney's plane is there i don't know if you saw that when you were there yeah. but walt disney has a private plane that's uh parked over at the air they have a lot of wonderful programs for families it's also a great special event venue um they are able to have parties in the hangar around the aircraft and they, that's always a lot of fun when you get a chance to to go and be in a, an exciting venue like that there's uh uh, again, just a myriad of choices. Why don't you, why don't you guys kind of, you know, take us through some of the some of the things we could enjoy while we're down there? Sure, sure, sure. So I was also talking about modernism with with the boutique hotels. We have the largest concentration of modernism buildings in the country. Um, there are places that have probably more, but they're spread out. But you can see lots of different kinds of modern architecture all in one spot um, around Palm Springs, just by riding a bicycle down some of these wonderful neighborhood streets. There's a, an annual event every year called Modernism Week that celebrates that design aesthetic. Uh, and people come from all around the world to enjoy that. Um, also enjoyable here are the other attractions that are definitely must-sees are Palm Springs Aerial Tram. It's the largest rotating tram car in the world. It takes you from the bottom of the mountain to uh, at the top of San, Mount San Jacinto, where there are hiking trails and just beautiful outdoor experiences to be had. Uh, it's kind of wonderful if you're here uh, in the summer and you're on the on the valley floor where the desert is, um, and you go up the mountain, you, you drop about 20 degrees. So it's a wonderful way to cool off. Um, in the summer. Um, we also have a world-class zoo called the Living Desert. Uh, everything that a, that a zoo do right, these folks do. They have so many amazing animals there, so many conservation programs. Um, I don't know, have you ever, have you ever fed a giraffe and 
pet a black rhino. I mean, they have all of these things over there and it's, it's wonderful. It's not just for kids. So you know, there's a lot of things to do at the zoo, which I just love. Um, the Palm Springs Art Museum has a fabulous collection. Uh, there are so many donors over the years um, and art collectors who have really made that museum fabulous. Um, and it just, we've got the thriving dining scene. We've got shopping that uh, over on El Paseo in Palm Desert. It's our Rodeo Drive, if you will. Uh, and then you can actually get out into more rural areas. If you're interested in architecture, you can learn about the dates that are grown here in the Valley. We are the largest exporter of dates in the in the United States. 90% of the dates that you eat come from here. So have you had a date shake? Did you have one while you were here? I did not, but I'm oh, now I, I should have come back. To, yes, you do, because a date shake is is really delicious. So you know we've got we've got the urban, we've got the we've got the art, um, agricultural, uh, we've got a lot here. Oh, you know what I didn't mention? I didn't mention hiking trails. We have miles and miles of hiking trails. Everything from a nice flat stroll to a challenging climb up a mountain. So there's just some really wonderful things here in, in the greater Palm Springs area. Uh, you know, you met, mentioned petting a, a rhino. I, after some of the shots I hit, I probably should have been there instead of the golf course. But uh, we're, we're talking with Laura Hunt Little. She is the media relations manager for Visit Greater Palm Springs. You know, one of the things that uh, that that my group did, we were really excited to find uh, an incredible kind of hole in the wall uh, Mexican restaurant, uh, Pueblo Viejo, I think maybe the name of it. But yes. Uh, when you when you think about food in the area, that that's remarkable. All of the choices there as well. Yes, we've got a lot of places, a lot of mom and pop shops, and and local favorites like you found um, at Pueblo Viejo. They have two spots, um, and they are do just a fabulous job. Locals love to go there. We also um, are for the first time as of twenty twenty two have Michelin rated restaurants as well. Um, mm -hmm. Michelin came last year, surprised us all, and visited several restaurants and came back and said these eight are absolutely worth including in our recommendations, and we're very excited about that. Um, so our dining scene is growing here. You know, in addition to all of the things that are already here we're still growing and getting more delicious restaurants and chefs coming into town and we even have some chefs that have expanded from here to restaurants in los angeles and in, into phoenix so we're uh some of our homegrown chefs are are developing their careers outside of the valley as well and i i guess it's maybe been a year maybe a little bit more than that that that, that southwest now flies direct into uh, Palm Springs, and and that certainly makes for an easy trip. And I'm I'm guessing that probably helped boost uh, tourists uh, coming as well. Absolutely, Southwest has a huge fan base, and uh, you gotta love their service and and what they do. Um, we have a lot of air, uh, air airlines that are now flying in and out of uh, Greater Palm Springs. We have several directs to Canada, uh, which is also wonderful. Um, Thirty six, I believe direct flight destinations is our latest count. It keeps changing as <laughs> we keep getting new airlines and one just merged with another. So it changed some things, but we are more than 30 direct routes uh, to greater Palm Springs. It used to be hard to get here. It's not hard to get here anymore. I did see a lot of private uh, airplanes as well, which I, you know, that's I'm still on my uh, bucket list, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, once you're there though, um, 
you know, as I said um, earlier with Joe, um, the 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 um, the sense of, uh, of of being welcomed, I I just found everywhere. I mean, uh, certainly tourism is is uh, really important to the area, but um, it it was just it was very genuine. I I just really felt um, welcome in the in the whole area. You know, and we were talking earlier about how I got here in 2001 without the intention of staying and um, it was the people and the friendliness and and the environment beyond just the beautiful weather and and the mountains um, the people here are really wonderful they're very kind they're very inclusive they're very welcoming uh, in, what what is there not to love about that <laughs> I'm sure that uh, there were questions that uh, we left unanswered so if people uh, want to know more about the area, how can they get a hold of you or the visit uh, Greater Palm Springs area? Please come to our website, www.visitgreaterpalmsprings.com. Laura Hunt Little, thanks so much for helping me personally, and thanks so much for being on the radio show. I appreciate your expertise and your time. Oh, very welcome. Thank you for having me, Frank. Golf to Go Radio Hour continues right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports. Welcome back into the Golf to Go Radio Hour right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Hi, I'm Frank LaRosa. You know, uh, last week I had the opportunity to to get on a Southwest airplane and uh, and fly down to um, to Palm Springs, and and boy, that was uh, that was a great little getaway. And one of the places I had an opportunity to play was at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. Uh, played the Celebrity Course, and uh, Joe Williams. PGA Director of Golf uh, at Indian Wells Golf Resort is with us. Joe, welcome into the show. Well, thanks for having me, Frank. It's certainly a privilege to be here. You know, Joe, I appreciate the hospitality last week. I was, uh, you know, from the from the time you step out of the out of the car and and walk through the front doors, uh, what a what a wonderful experience it is uh, to to come to your facility at Indian Wells. It's uh, it's top notch all the way, and and walk into that fabulous pro shop and be greeted by uh, you and your staff. It, it, it was a great experience. Well, thanks. And uh, we are very fortunate. Um, one of the things that is wonderful about the property is our ownership. We're a municipality. We're owned by the city of Indian Wells. So they've given us this wonderful piece of hardware and uh, we are the software that makes it work. So the beauty, the beauty of the facility is, is one thing, but uh, I'm, very happy to hear your experience was a wonderful one because that's what we pride ourselves on, which is guest service, making sure that uh, we're providing an experience that is a memorable one so that you uh, go back and tell your friends. Um, but yeah, from the moment you arrive, you're going to be greeted with the by the valet. Uh, so hopefully from that point forward, you really don't have to handle your golf bag any longer. Uh, the golf shop is a top 100 shop in America pretty much every year, 11 of the last 12 years. And so uh, a fabulous facility. And then it's up to us to uh, make sure it runs the way that it's supposed to. Well, it seems like you got that uh, worked out. Joe, you've been there, what, 14, 15 years now, I guess? No, I've been there quite a bit longer, Frank. I started in 1996. So I'm oh two gosh. weeks short of a 27-year three. I started as an assistant pro. Uh, I did lobby to get paid $7.25 an hour when I was hired. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I haven't gotten rich. Um, so I've hold, held a, a lot of roles at the facility, and I've been in my current position 
for about 13 years. So uh, seen a lot of changes and and some huge advances of what we've done here at the property. That's absolutely fabulous. Um, you know, you uh, with with that many years experience at, at a facility, and and I know the you know the uh, the PGA certainly the Southern California section has a way of um, of letting you all know what's working at other facilities, and I'm sure you tell people what works at your facility. So there's a learning process that continues, even though you've been there that long, and and um, and and your your role is to continue to make the facility even better than it is. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and and it starts with the people and the hiring process, right? Getting the right people in the right role with the right attitude and a making certain that there's policies and procedures that they follow so that uh, on any given day, any staff member should give you the same treatment. And uh, it's something we certainly pride ourselves on. In 2017, we were awarded the friendliest golf staff in America by Golf Advisor. So that was one of those awards that you can really take to heart because those are the people that you've hired and trained and uh, they're exhibiting the qualities that you want them to. You know, standing on uh, numerous tees and and feeling the warmth of the desert air, you know, it was probably uh, high 80s uh, when we were there and uh, being able to look up to the mountain peaks and, and see snow up there. It, it's really, you know, you've, you've got kind of everything going for you. The, the beauty uh, of certainly of, of the, the green grass, um, you know, cut into the desert landscape is is really remarkable. What's in your mind, Joe, what's the difference in, in playing golf in the desert as opposed to other places? Well, I think we get spoiled out here. The conditions are pretty much immaculate, like you said. Um, a lot of great agronomy practices being put to place here um, in the desert. To me, the biggest difference is, is, is the fairway corridors. I mean, you can kind of let it rip out here in the desert, uh, whereas I grew up in the Bay Area, so not too far from you. You've got a lot more tree-lined golf courses uh, where the rough might be a little bit more penal um, and a premium on on hitting the ball in the short grass. While that's still important out in the desert, uh, I think you can let out a little shaft and, and kind of let things fly a little bit because even if you are in the rough, a lot of the times it's not penal. It's stuff you can play out of. And uh, it is, it's the beauty and the, and the open space that we've got um, down here in the desert that makes the golf different. Um, certainly no big pine trees really that line co- fairway corridors or oaks or things like that. Um, a lot more sand bunkers as well as uh, penalty areas. So uh, it all adds to the beauty. And like you said, a lot of lush green grass. And uh, fountains and lakes and and a lot of things to, to uh kind of uh, give your, your eyes something else to see, some eye candy that, that's really, uh, really quite spectacular. Yeah, and especially on the course you played, the Celebrity Golf Course, the last six holes all are framed with either a waterfall or a stream, some sort of water hazard out there um, for a couple reasons. A, to add to the beauty, make the final part of your round memorable, but uh, it also the sounds of the waterfalls, the sounds of the streams with that water flowing really makes you realize you're in a desert oasis and you don't realize that you're right in the heart of the city. Uh, Indian Wells is a 36-hole facility. You have two beautiful golf courses, uh, the uh, Celebrity Course and the Players Course. Why don't you tell us a little bit about both and what the differences might be? 
Yeah, so the one thing that we are fortunate is the course, courses are very diverse. Uh, the celebrity golf course plays a little bit more like a country club with a little bit more narrow corridors, some very undulating greens, and ball control is, is very much at a premium. Um, you certainly want to keep the ball underneath the hole um, and in the fairway there so that you can hit decent approaches. It's not extremely long, although it does measure 7,000 yards from the back tees. But it is the beauty of the facility, like we mentioned, with all the water hazards and the mounding and the mountains in the backdrop. Absolutely gorgeous on the Celebrity. It is a gettable golf course. Um, course record of 63 set by Freddie Couples uh, the day before the Skins game, um, which we hosted in 2007 and eight on the Celebrity. The Players is a completely different golf course. A John Fote design. It can stretch out to almost 7,400 yards from the tips, so a very long golf course. Um, it is one of those that is very penal off the tee if you happen to hit it into fairway bunkers. And the green surrounds are very large, and there's a lot of runoff areas. The players will test pretty much every club in your golf bag. There's a stretch of holes from 4, 5, and 6 that all play 430-plus yards up to 470. Uh, and then you've also got a couple really nice short par fours on that golf course as well. Um, just one of those where I think you're going to need to air it out a little bit more than you would say on the celebrity. Uh, air it out is not my game, but I, I tell you, I really, I really enjoyed it. And uh, uh, some of the, uh, some of the sight lines uh, on the celebrity course and, and uh, the ability to try and carve a, a tee shot were, were enough of a challenge to me. It was, uh, it was really fun to see the, the, um, one of the things that that was I really found special is the uh, the amenities. Certainly the, uh, uh, the 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 range that you have there with the with the top tracer out there uh, adds a, another element of uh, of not only uh, entertainment but uh, you know some information to to help you kind of zone in on your game. Yeah, this is a new addition for us. Actually, construction was completed in November of last year. Uh, and it was in conjunction with a new solar project uh, that we also installed. So our driving range is now covered with solar panels and has the top tracer technology, which is absolutely fabulous for us. Obviously, we're a destination, so we have a lot of resort guests coming from all areas. And the top tracer is going to give you instant feedback on the range. So if you're, say, coming from Colorado and maybe hitting an 8-iron 150 yards, you may need to recalibrate when you get down here to sea level because the ball's not going to carry as far. And when you look at what's happening on that top tracer within a couple swings, you should be able to calibrate your yardage, if you will, or acclimate your, uh, your distances a little bit better. Um, and it's a ton of fun as well. It's great for practice. There's uh, a variety of games you can play closest to the pin contest, playing replica par three holes, or even playing a round of 18 holes. Um, so something certainly new for us, we've only had it about six months, but it's been a huge hit and it actually required us to kind of restructure our range program because the demand is so high for it. We're talking with, uh, Joe Williams, PGA director of golf at the Indian Wells golf resort. Um, what, what, when a first time player kind of steps on, on the golf course, you, you, you kind of alluded to it a little while ago in, in, in how to, how to play the, the course, but what would you expect um, by the time they finish uh, the course to, you know, to, you know what, what, what's their day like? 
Well, hopefully it's one that will be memorable, right? We're here to create experiences. And from the, like you said, the moment you arrive, um, hopefully you're treated the way you want to be treated. Um, I certainly know that when you step on the golf course, the conditions are immaculate. Um, as well kept as any golf course you'll play. As you mentioned, the site and beauty of the facility add to it with the mountain surrounds. You actually have 360 degrees of mountain views, whether you're looking west, east, or south. You've got some wonderful mountain vistas. And we keep the pace moving along. The golf course will play at a decent clip. And hopefully when you're done with your round, not only have you had a great day strike in the golf ball, but you've seen some amazing beauty and you've been treated to an experience that will be one that you want to tell your friends about when you go home, kind of like what we're doing right now today, Frank. And I think uh, we, we should not forget the burger dog at the turn. That was that was another highlight of the day. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remember, I told you I grew up in the Bay Area, so maybe I stole that from uh, somewhere <laughs> up near you. Um, but it just it just makes all the sense in the world. Our food truck out there is uh, has done wonders, and it's a it's certainly a different halfway house than you're used to, uh, with the few eclectic menu items to choose from. But uh, the Burger Dog is uh, probably my go-to as well when I'm making the turn. Joe, um, in, in the desert, uh, the courses are famous for overseeding. Tell us what what that entails and and when that happens. Okay, I will. And uh, it's something that every course pretty much has to do out here. So our climate in the desert is all the extremes. I mean, we can have 20, 30 degree mornings in the wintertime, January, December, where it's not uncommon for us to have frost delays with a high temperature getting maybe into the 70s. Fast forward to the summer, what we're coming into in the next couple months, and, and we'll be lucky to see a low of 70 here pretty soon. Uh, the climate will climb up to the high 110s, um, and an average day in July and August is 108 degrees. So basically, you're not going to be able to grow any cold weather grasses in the summertime, and so the Bermuda grass flourishes. And with Bermuda, it's a great surface to play off of if it's kept well, but then as you get into the cooler months, it's going to go dormant. It's not going to look quite so well. So Probably the last part of September, early October, each golf course is going to go through, kind of do their best to kill off or put the Bermuda grass into dormancy. And then they're going to reseed the the courses wall to wall or tease fairways and greens with perennial rye or a rye grass or a cool winter grass that'll give us that beauty and wonderful green lush conditions that we're used to. Um, it does take a process. It's a three to four week process for the overseed. So One of the fortunate things, again, about being at a 36-hole facility is we'll always have a golf course open, where if you're an 18-hole facility, you're going to take three or four weeks off, which actually sounds real good uh, from a professional (laughs) standpoint. Um, But uh, it's always fun when the golf course is reopened because you're hitting off a brand-new turf, and literally the grass that's growing out there during the season is four to six to eight months old, um, fresh cut cut very closely and uh just really well conditioned and, and that's why the manicuring gets so detailed um it's brand new grass you you got to kind of ease it along for the first few weeks but by the time we get into december the playing conditions are immaculate the color is an emerald green which really accentuates our desert and uh absolute beauty but it is difficult in october to get tea times i will tell you that 
you're probably going to find 80% of the golf courses will be closed, um, which also helps us from a demand perspective. We're lucky that we have a course open um, because October tee times are a tough ticket. Tees and greens were, were immaculate and marvelous. I I was, I was so impressed with, uh, you know, putting, putting a tee into the ground and, and just flat tees and, and everything was great. Joe, tell us uh, how the best way to get tee times. So the best way to do it is online. Uh, we do obviously take phone calls, but if you go to our website, IndianWellsGolfResort.com, there is a uh, book tee times button. And on that button, once you click it, it's going to show our best available rates. So you're always going to get that best available rate when you book online. Um, it's very easy to do once you've built an account, which is simply creating a username and password. You can go ahead and book right online. You're looking at the T-sheet, basically. So if you'd rather play at 8.30 versus 10 o'clock, that's available for you. And it also shows you with our dynamic pricing model where you might find deals and where things might be a little bit more highly demanded and garnering a harder rate, a higher rate. So that's what I would always suggest. You're not you know, going in blind and you can actually see what's available and what the rates associated with it are. Again, with the uh, direct flights with Southwest, it's it's a it's a it's an easy trip and and a trip uh, everybody should should try. Uh, the desert was fabulous, Joe. Can't thank you enough for your hospitality at the Indian Wells Golf Resort, and uh, I appreciate you being with us and look forward to seeing you down the road. Well, thank you, Frank, and it was certainly a pleasure to host you. And uh, I certainly like seeing all those accolades behind you. Well done. <laughs> Thanks very much. This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Back with more right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports. Welcome back into the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa. My guest uh, at this moment is Mr. Len Dumont. He's the PGA uh, COO and Executive Director of the Northern California PGA. And you probably recognize Len's name because he's a frequent guest on the show and a friend of ours. And uh, uh, Len, welcome in. And how are you doing today? Yes, great, Frank. Good to be with you uh, today. Great to see you yesterday. And that's a sign that spring is in the air. We're past the Masters, a great championship. But now we've had sun for about two weeks and the season is underway. Good to be outdoors again. Absolutely. And uh, the weather forecast for this weekend and uh, next week looks really nice, finally, in Northern California. You know, we certainly have had uh, more than our share of, of rain and snow in Northern California. And I'm guessing that Snow may even affect uh, the opening of some of the golf courses up there, but um, uh, the rain certainly cut into the amount of um, of tee times the golf courses were able to put out, uh, cut into their play. But I'm guessing that there's probably a positive effect uh, with all that water in the ground as we move forward, huh? Well, we'd like to think so, Frank, you know, how the water situation is such a delicate situation. Amazing how it all works. And to know now that, yes, there are some uh, ponds, there are some retention ponds and such that are now filled, which is great. Some lakes that are now filled to the point we're needing to let some out so we can accommodate the melt uh, from the sea. And as you mentioned earlier, to our colleagues and friends up in Truckee and Reno, that there is a possibility, particularly in Truckee, that they might not open till June. In speaking with them earlier this week at an event we had in uh, Monterey, that if they're open by Memorial Day, they're going to view that as a bonus. 
there were a couple of courses in the in the Sacramento area that did take it very very hard, uh, unfortunately, and have quite a recovery in front of them. So, uh, you know, we hope to come out with an overall positive, but it was a winter that we are just not just not used to here in Northern California. Yeah, for for the uh, golf courses in 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 the mountains, especially, you know, every every day that they can't open certainly cuts into their right. short season as it is already. Yeah, you know, you're right, Frank. Some uh, during a drought year, January or February could certainly be a bonus. And there are some that are just getting open now and had uh, actually no income uh, in January, February. And it's not as though the season is extended, right? The season is still going to end. So when we're up in that in the northern areas and the northeastern areas, it's going to be a pretty short season. Yeah, uh, I know this time of year we uh, normally get to announce uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, but uh, we're just a little bit premature on that. But uh, maybe the next time you come back, we can talk about that. What year is this for the Northern California PGA Hall of Fame? Yeah, Frank, you know I, how time goes is just unbelievable. This is our sixth year already, and Amazing. hard to believe. That's right. You know, we feel we just got started. Uh, we've had close to 30 inductees in our first five years, and part of that was just catching up on our 90-year history by the time we got started. So the class of 23 will be year number six, and we'll be announcing it within the next uh, two weeks. Some of the names that are already in there include Ken Venturi and uh, Jim Langley, the former uh, head pro at Cypress Point, uh, Steve Mancinella, kind of the godfather <laughs> of uh, of Fresno, uh, Ken Morton Sr. here locally as well. There's some there's some right. pretty incredible people when you when you think about the history of golf in Northern California. We're we're quite fortunate. We are. But you know, the things we learned just doing the research about them, you'll remember our first class in 2018. Uh, as we said earlier, we had 70, 80 years to cover just in yeah. that first class and going back in the history books and having the Mentionellas and the Ken Morton seniors around who remember who remember those. Uh, players, those administrators, those uh, great golfers uh, was really something. And every year we find out more about somebody else and what they've done and contributed to the game, to the section, to us as players is just incredible. Uh, you met, or I mentioned uh, Jim Langley uh, because coming up in August is, I don't know, is this the 15th or 16th version <laughs> of the Langley? That's it. Is. Talk about right. a history again. Mm -hmm. No question. It's the 15th already the 15th Langley, as you mentioned, named after Jim Langley from uh, Cypress Point Golf Club. Uh, the amount of lives that Jim has influenced is just unbelievable. So once again, Frank, this year, just a great lineup. Uh, Steve Young will be our local honoree and Sir Nick Faldo will be our PGA Tour honoree. And that will be mid-August at the uh, the Inn at Spanish Bay in Pebble Beach. That's, that's pretty impressive to uh to have one of Northern California's football heroes along with uh, a guy that just spent, uh, what, 10, 12 years uh, uh, on uh, NBC broadcasts or CBS broadcasts. Uh, uh, that, that's going to be a lot of fun, along with Peter Jacobson as well. It is. And, you know, Peter's added much to it, Frank. And when we were doing it, you know, our, our struggle was getting the honoree. You know, who are you? Why are you calling? And so on and so forth. And after we honored Peter and Jim Nance in 2019 and Peter asked, Hey, can we get involved in this Peter Jacobson sports? So now what was our most difficult task has become one of the easier tasks because it's Peter calling his, calling his colleagues and calling his friends to be the honoree and they jump on it right away. So we're really grateful 
for the great, great lineups that we have. And they just keep, just keep getting better. How that's possible. I'm not sure, but it keeps happening. <laughs> let's not, uh, let's not question that. Let's just enjoy it. huh? Right. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Langley, of course, uh, um, uh, benefits uh, PGA Hope. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about that and, um, and how anybody could get involved there as well. So we uh, are uh, one of the larger PGA Hope Helping Our Patriots Everywhere programs here in the country. Frank and the mothership, the umbrella, if you will, is PGA Reach of course, the philanthropic arm of the PGA of America. And this is our major fundraiser for our veterans so we can continue to hold our classes, which we are doing now. We've been able to expand our footprint uh, from the Bay Area, Monterey, Reno, and Sacramento, where now as far north as Redding and as far south as Dinuba. So our footprint keeps going. Uh, we are going to handle close to you know, another between 600 and 700 veterans between our spring and fall classes. And we continue to grow. And this is the unique program, if you will, the only with a memorandum of understanding with the Veterans Administration to use golf as a therapeutic and rehabilitative tool. So kudos to our team, Bob Beverly, Will Stockholm, Susie Schneider, Jacob Fagan, and you know, Bob is a national trainer, and and uh, he was on a tour recently. Uh, last last couple of weeks, he had the pleasure of being up in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, in Minnesota, <laughs> and in Wyoming to do some training. And we said, you need to work on your travel agent. You got to get up there in the summer, not when it's <laughs> yeah, when it's one below. But I think it's just a reflection of the dedication uh, to the veterans themselves. You mentioned uh, seeing uh, me, and uh, we exchanged. Uh, a few words yesterday. Yesterday was a special day down at Green Valley Country Club. Uh, your Secretary's Cup team uh, was assembled to kind of get to know each other and play a little golf together. And uh, I was fortunate enough to to come down. And And uh, the Secretary's Cup is, um, is kind of a, a national competition between um, PGA Hope teams from around the country. On the other hand, what I found is that there's there's really a limited field to that. And uh, it's pretty exciting that the Northern California team is, is entered in that. You know, Frank, it's been great. And it all started with us participating in 2018 because the privilege to participate comes with hosting the PGA championship. And so you'll recall, we hosted it at Harding park in 2020. So as a, as a future site, we were able to be involved and we have remained in the field since then. And as a matter of fact, as you know, we have the 2027 PGA champ, uh, 2028 rather, headed to the Olympic Club. So we'll be staying on the invite list for quite some time. So the Secretary's Cup, as Frank mentioned, is a competition between about 15 teams from around the country. And it's held the Monday before the PGA Championship. So we're about two weeks away, two and a half weeks away. Uh, this year, it'll be at Penfield Country Club, uh, just outside of Rochester, New York. And uh, our team will be Paul Otinger, Chris Paulson, Valerie Gleason, John Reisenweber as our veterans. They're just amazing. And Tim Burr. Uh, Tim Burr, many know Tim from Blackhawk Country Club and also as the president for the Northern California Section PGA Foundation. So yesterday was a practice round. It was great to see everybody together. Uh, strategizing and planning, but more so just enjoying being together, sharing stories and celebrating, uh, you know, celebrating our freedoms and thanking them 
for the ability to have those freedoms. And they'll be headed to New York, as I mentioned, just about two weeks for a couple a great experience. Len, I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you've heard it before, but uh, sitting around at lunch yesterday before we went out to play and listening to the stories that um, that these veterans tell about what PGA Hope has done for their lives and, and how in some cases have even saved their lives. But mm. but it's really heartwarming and uh, very emotional to listen to them speak and 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 basically thank you know, the, the NCPGA Foundation for, for accepting this challenge, the NCPGA uh, office for, for administering it. And, and um, it, was, it was just really heartwarming to, to me to hear those stories. It, it is, Frank, and it's more than that. As you say, in those quiet moments, almost after the conversation, when you think about what they've all done and what they've been through, and here they are thanking us when the fact is this is all about thank you, for the ability to do this and what more can we do and what else can we do? But as you say, the rehabilitative qualities, the families brought back together, the veterans themselves being out there with their families now playing, meeting up after the PJ Hope sessions for play days, whether it be at Metropolitan in Oakland, whether it be at Bayonet in Monterey, or whether it be at Hagen Oaks in Sacramento, they're up and running. They're on their own. They can't wait to the next event. And this is all about, uh, as uh, Sergeant, I think it's Raphael Padilla said, this is all about moving this crazy little white ball uh, all around the golf course and trying to get it in the hole. <laughs> Incredible! We'll take it. We love it. It was it was a great day. It was one of uh, one of the best days I've had in a very long time. So I thank you for your invitation and uh, appreciate having been a, a a part of that. You know, uh, we're we're getting uh, close to time here, and I want to wrap up with a couple of things, but. You you also just completed your uh, match play championship. So a number of Northern California professionals are headed off to uh, a big tournament. Yeah, we've, we've got two things going on, Frank. As you mentioned, the match play championship and our congratulations to Michael Duncan uh, from Cypress Point Club, you know, 64-32-16-8-4-2. Michael made his way through all six rounds, just uh, absolutely outstanding. And as our match play champion, that that uh, earns Michael a spot at the Barracuda Championship later this summer, which we're very proud of. And then, uh, as you say, we have the PGA Professional Championship coming up at uh, Twin Warriors in Santa Ana, April 30th through May 3rd. 312 PGA professionals around the country will start. The top 20 will move on to the PGA Championship in uh, Rochester. And we want to wish the best to Rodney Wilson, Tom Johnson, Scott DeBorva, Brad Merrick and Mike Woods representing the Northern California PGA. Just incredibly exciting. And Scott DeBorba and uh, Mike Woods from right here in Sacramento. That's right. That's right. And Brad, who was in the 28, uh, in the 20 uh, Kiowa, which I think was 2021, Brad actually made the cut and became pretty famous because of his pre-routine, his exercise routine before the play. So we'll wish them the best to keep pushing out the news about how they're doing. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Len, I, I don't know what you do with free time. I'm not even sure you, you have free time because uh, you certainly filled this segment uh, with, with just what you've done in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Frank, we keep going. You know, we love what we do and we and we do it together. You know, we, we've been fortunate enough. Uh, we've played a lot of golf together and shared a lot of stories and do a lot of things and just grateful for that. But that's the game. That's how the game resonates and we're very fortunate here in Northern California for the facilities we have and the people we have and such as you, you know, just welcoming us and giving us an opportunity to talk about it. 
Well, we appreciate you being with us, Len. I, I want to thank you and certainly all my guests, Joe Williams, PGA Director of Golf from Indian Wells Golf Resort, uh, Laura Hunt-Little, Media Manager from Visit Greater Palm Springs, and of course, Len Dumas from the Northern California PGA. You you always have a spot here on the Golf to Go Radio Hour, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Well, Frank, you say that because I still owe you money from our last game. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> That wraps up another hour of the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. We've uh, tried to keep it in the short grass for you. Sometimes uh, we 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 hit one close to out of bounds, but I don't think we've had one uh, past the white stakes yet. So we're back next week with more. Thanks for spending your hour with us. Uh, stay tuned for more right here on Sacktown Sports 1140.